This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Working East Palestine at Rural Arena, outside with cars and water. And it's just been like this ever since the train blew up. It's crazy. What does your voice really sound like, Wade? I know you can't tell us, but is it like that? You no. sound like Michael Jackson normally? <laughs> Lately, I sound like Mickey Mouse. Yep. But, He's uh, got a deep, draspy voice normally. Other than that, I just go and get tested and get checked out. Well, what are they telling you? My doctor says I, I most definitely have the, the chemicals in me. No. But he has to find a toxologist to get properly... They keep telling me to come up here, but nobody has nothing. When you say nobody has anything, like, there are no doctors in town to be able to help you? No. That's what they tell me. They, I, gotta, I gotta make a phone call and, and schedule an appointment with somebody. Okay. But, but, uh, you, are you gonna do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how do you... How does... Is it just affecting your voice, Wade, or... Are you feeling it in other areas of your body? My chest hurts at nighttime. It feels like I, I'm drowning a little. He wakes but up every morning. I have a hard well. time breathing. Yeah. Um, I, I cough up phlegm a lot. Yeah. But other than that, like... And were you, were you in pretty good health weight up until now? Yeah. You're only a 40-year-old man. That's not very old. No. Planning to travel to East Palestine, Ohio. Not. I was. I did a whole video. To, I mean, uh, you know the uh, what the hell on Zoom. 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 All I can every time I think of Zoom, that song of my generation. Who's zooming who? But, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me answer the question. Okay worked at the White House, uh, it's hard, it's difficult for the administration because it's like, you know, the EPA administrator is the one that has uh, the most to do here dealing with the right. toxic spill. Everyone assumes it's Pete Buttigieg's job because he's the transportation secretary and this is a train wreck. Um, so uh, that is, you know, that is when you actually had the job of cleaning up and dealing with it as opposed to just pontificating about it, it, you know, it is like, it's trickier to, it's trickier to deal with. Um, Trump has struck a chord with this, though, I have to say. Yeah. You know, he was, when he went to East Palestine last week, uh, he was better than we had seen in other, you know, more recent times where all he does is complain about himself. Um, in East Palestine, he was, um, you know, he was, he was, he was advocating on behalf of the people that were there, aggrieved on their behalf, not aggrieved on his own behalf. And, um, uh, I don't, you know, that area of Ohio is a, is a tough one, but I think if, for Democrats, but if the administration, 
you got to go. You got to, you, you know, Biden should show up at some point as well. Like you just there's not a lot of political payoff for that area, but there's a responsibility. And the rest of us want to see that the administration's doing everything they yeah, can. EPA Minister Regan going again today, his third yeah. time. Uh, so this point, White House has not scheduled a presidential visit, but there's, there's some conversations about potentially sending him or the vice president uh, in, in the days ahead. So, Mark McKinnon, obviously, this is Really, this is a health crisis and a health story, and there's going to be need to be systems put in place to track for years, if not decades, this fallout. All right, we, we have to get into this. Jack Posobiec here live in the war room. Today is 28 February. Anno Domini, year of our Lord. Today, it is bring your wife to war room day. So we have the beautiful and lovely Tanya Tay Posobiec, who's here riding saddle with me. But we have to talk about the people of East Palestine, Mickey Mouse syndrome. That's what we're hearing now. These new syndromes, the, the, the scratchy throats, the voices, the phlegm that's coming up, the people and Biden, you heard him there. And even MSNBC is coming out and saying this. He won't go. He said, I did a video. That's what he cares about you, United States. That's what he cares about you, America. That's what he thinks about the people in the middle of this country, the good people who make this country run day in, day out. The people who cook your food, who keep you safe at night, who drive your ambulances, who run your hospitals, who keep the who keep the lights on. He doesn't care what happens to you because he's got more important things to do. But, sweetheart, I want to say what, what just real quick before we bring our guest on, what, what do you think about this? And 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 I, I think people don't even know. Tell something. You have a connection to this area. Is that right? In my very early days, when I just got to United States, I spent some time in Youngstown, Ohio, which is very close to the area where the you were living in Youngstown. I, I was living in Youngstown, yes, and uh, which is very close to the uh, area where the spill happened. And this story is just heartbreaking. You look at this forty-year-old young man who who can hardly talk and. Uh, plethora of other uh, conditions that are piling up and you know all you hear from the mainstream media is that is just you know not that big of a deal you you cannot get the president to come and you know uh, stand up for the people of the small town of Ohio because you know it's it's not on the top priority list and that's what probably the saddest part of this whole story well we're going to talk let's bring on now someone who is standing up for the people and someone who actually is holding administrators feet to the fire as well as actually talking to the folks on the ground, someone who's been on the ground since the very start of this, Nick Sortor. Nick, thank you so much for joining the War Room today. Thank you for having me, Jack. Pleasure to be here. And as well, you, Tanya. So good to see you guys. So Nick, when, when you can I get your reaction to that video? Are you hearing things like this, this Mickey Mouse syndrome? Is this something that's widespread? Are other people also experiencing similar type of symptoms to this? I mean, it sounds horrific. Absolutely, yeah. I, there are uh, a myriad of different uh, issues going on with people's throats, especially. Uh, I have not had that sort of issue. I, I have met people with that that exact issue. Uh, but at a minimum, a lot of these people are having really scratchy throats, right? When I first got here, I was coughing a lot. Um, you know, it, it, and you know, it, it went the entire day with my throat feeling like there was something stuck in it that was making me itch. Uh, and it, it's a feeling that I, 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 it's hard for me to describe because I've never had anything like that happen before. But you've also got other symptoms like rashes and headaches. Uh, I have had migraines constantly through this thing that I haven't had in years. Uh, and so, you know, as much as they want to say, you know, the air isn't toxic, the air isn't harmful, 
clearly there is something going on here and they're lying to us about it, Jack. Well, and, and we just heard and the Daily Mail had the story out this morning that the CDC is now going to be going door to door. So Biden is sending a team of, C- of the CDC to go door to door in East Palestine is then going to move over into Pennsylvania. So they're they are conducting health surveys. I think that they know something that's going on. And I think that they are sending this team out because they know what they're going to find, something that they're not telling the people of that town. Right. And you're you're exactly you're spot on there, because if it wasn't for people like you and I, we wouldn't know anything right now. We would have no information here. It took a Twitter video of, you know, somebody that I met on on uh, on the street of East Palestine throwing a rock in the water to get the EPA to even acknowledge that there was an issue here, that the water was super polluted. I mean, why is that? You know, why are us Twitter guys the ones that are that are? Well, and you tell tell us what happened because you you actually questioned you actually questioned the EPA administrator today. Tell us what happened there. Yeah, so there were there were a few questions that I that I threw at him, and you know, a lot of times you just he's he's essentially at the end of the day he's a politician. If you want to get really into it, he's a diversity hire. He doesn't have any experience. He's not very good at what he does. Uh, I mean, this entire situation has been handled absolutely pathetically. Um, but you know, it, it is worth mentioning that when I asked him oh, about so another whether Pete or Buttigieg, not by the he way. would feel, yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. <laughs> about him bringing his children around the water here and whether or not he would do that. He absolutely, I mean, adamantly said, no, he wouldn't do that. So Jack, if I tell you your home is safe to live in and you have a toxic Creek running through your backyard, are you going to agree with me on that assessment? That, you know, maybe your kids should. Oh, don't even ask. Wait, ask let's ask screen. Tanya. Sweet, sweetheart. Would yeah. you what would you say if if that happened uh, in the train? We have a train that's not too far from our place. What happened if this happened outside of our house? And if the, if the kids then came and said, oh, we want to go play in the creek. Well, the mama bear will step up and we will be on a plane somewhere far, far away from that street. We're going on a plane. <laughs> we will be on the plane. Uh, uh, I would not even like, be in the same like, state. Just, just us on a plane. You're not, you're not like, you, those are, are my kids you're talking about, you know? And, and as a parent, as a parent, you know, if you bring up the argument about the safety and if an adult is not willing to, uh, look at it from, um, the perspective of a mother or a father, then you can, um, definitely say there's a main, um, health issue there. Now, Nick, you're you're hearing. I'm sure you're hearing the same thing from the from the families there in town. Yeah, there are a lot of people here that don't even want to bring their kids here, Jack. I mean, it's been we're, we're talking. You know, I've lost count here. It's it's almost four weeks now. We're almost to a month, and these people still don't believe that their kids are safe here. They don't. They they you know they're literally using every dollar they have to their name to keep their kids somewhere else so that they don't have to be here breathing this air being near this water, you know, being exposed to it by tap water. We don't know what's in the tap water because the tests haven't come back yet. You know, which which is just, it's absurd to think that they declared the town safe within days after this happening when they had absolutely no data. And, you know, I I, want to say one more thing here. Uh, You know, if, if somebody is going to come, it needs to be Joe Biden. Okay to reassure these people that, you know, the federal government is about to leave them. If they send Kamala, I'm leaving. I'm just letting you know. 
So that's. <laughs> we gonna, no, he needs to take a sip of water of from that stream. <laughs> take a sip of water. Yeah. yeah right. Well, he already acts like he, he drinks that stuff every day. But I mean, you've also got, by the way, Governor DeWine, Governor Shapiro, that are trying to play this gaslight game of acting like they were not the ones who signed off on the controlled burn of this fluoride of the uh, excuse me of the vinyl chloride. And yet we know the facts. We have the timeline. The post-millennial put the entire thing together. We know that they decide they signed off on Norfolk Southern's plan to pour this stuff into trenches and then set it on fire rather than have it transported out of there. Right. You're 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 exactly right. Uh, you know, and it is a big finger pointing game. Nobody wants to admit that they caused the massive mushroom, toxic mushroom cloud in the sky. Right. They're going to try to to brush it under the rug the best that they can so that nobody actually has to take blame for it. Uh, because, I mean, that's a PR nightmare. I still, nobody, none of these officials will answer my question as to what would happen if this happened in the middle of Washington, D.C. You know, I've asked it several times. I that's know right. that people that are watching this show right now have heard me say that. But I still have, I keep asking it because I haven't gotten an answer yet. So I don't think that there is any precedent to this. I don't think there is any transportation disaster that has ever happened that has required the government to, uh, you know, do a, a controlled explosion and a chemical burn off like this. I've never heard of it before. Nick, we just got a couple of minutes left. Where can people go to follow you? And if there's people who want to help, what's the best way if you're sitting at home, you feel so bad because, you know, maybe these folks don't have the ability to hop on a plane and fly somewhere. What can we do as 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 fellow Americans to help out these folks in need? So this is a little bit of a different situation here, because what these folks need is they actually need the resources to. Uh, the ones that are here that are that feel helpless are the ones that can't relocate, right? They're entirely nervous. They're super nervous. They don't know where they can go uh, or how they would be able to do it because a lot of them don't have much money. Uh, and so we're we're trying to. I'm working with a couple of local nonprofits here tonight. Hopefully, we're going to have something set up tonight, uh, and I'll definitely tweet about it. Uh, that will give people a, an area to be able to do this. And I wanted to make sure this was done right. Uh, and that the right people are going to be handling these funds so they wouldn't be abused and spent on administrative costs. So, Well, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. God bless you. Thank you for doing the yeoman's work out there for the people that the rest of the world forgot, the, the jobs that were shipped overseas, the, uh, the outsourcing of China, this part of the country that Pete Buttigieg doesn't care about, that Joe Biden doesn't care about, this really is the heartland of the forgotten men and women. That's why it's so important that Trump went be- went there. Please go follow Nick Sortor when you get that information about those charities. I want to make sure that we br- you come back on War Room and explain it to the entire audience. Thank you and God bless. Be safe. Perfect. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Con. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. 
in times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Jack Posobiec here with the beautiful and lovely and talented Tanya Tate Posobiec. <laughs> We've just been talking about this tragedy in East Palestine, Ohio, a place where very not far from where you used to live, sweetheart, in, in Youngstown, this part of the country that we're supposed to forget about, that we're not supposed to care about. And the fact that now, finally, almost a month later, the Biden administration is ordering the CDC to go door to door because you got people like Mickey Mouse syndrome. They're coughing up phlegm, the gray phlegm that's coming up out of there that I, th- I really do think they know something. I think they know something is going on and they're not telling the people about what's happening. And I have to ask you a question. And I know you don't like talking about this because <laughs> so there was an HBO series for the folks back home. There was an HBO series that came out a few years ago called Chernobyl about the Chernobyl incident. And which was another example of an environmental disaster where the government had egg on their face and didn't want to tell the people of what was going on. I've only ever shown you, I've only ever shown my wife the trailer for that. And what did you tell me when I showed you the trailer? When I saw the trailer, I realized um, even in those few seconds that I could not possibly... uh, sit through an episode because i said do you, do you, i was said do you want to watch the show it's about chernobyl so i got so emotional from the trailer i couldn't imagine watching the whole episode of that so, show why well um because of the um scale of the story and how many lives that tragedy took that so you you were born about one year after chernobyl very close to to where it happened i mean obviously the same region i should say compared to here um, where you're from isn't necessarily in the direct area where this took place, but talk about what it's what it was like growing up knowing people that had gone through that. I've heard um, so much about the story, and I actually saw the little kids who um, who were affected uh, by the Chernobyl disaster. And just uh, to run a parallel here, very similar uh, to the people in Ohio, um, on the day one when the tragedy struck, they were not told about it, or they were told so little, because obviously you cannot hide that the big disaster did happen. Um, on April 26th is when the tragedy struck. On May 1st, there were little kids with their moms 
uh, going out because May 1st is a huge uh, holiday in Bay, Bay in uh, back in Soviet Union. So little kids were out on the streets with their moms, uh, carrying balloons, and then suddenly, you know, they saw the um, the puddles with the yellow stuff in it, and I was like, well. Something is off here. So you already saw the consequences of it. While the powers to be were yet to announce that something so terrible happened and people were not even advised to be out in the streets, they should have been staying inside for the whole period this tragedy happened in order not to get exposed to more chemicals that were already in the air. And, and, I, and I want to be clear that, that what happened in Chernobyl is not the same thing that happened in East Palestine, but... You had the same situation where the government, in that case the Soviet Union, refused to tell the truth to the people who were there. And, and I'm, I'm not even going to get into it but because I don't want to push too hard here on, on the show. But, and, and very but similarly um, – what, what happened to those people? There's many people who were in the, in the area where the tragedy happened. Um, weeks later, they were advised to leave um, the areas and they they didn't because that's uh, those those were the little villages where they grew up. Many of them didn't have the means to leave. Many of them didn't know where else they could go because right there in this little town next to the Chernobyl was where they grew up, where their kids grew up. They had nowhere really to go. And uh, well, unfortunately, many of those people are not even around today to tell their story because, well. The Chernobyl disaster took It's absolutely horrific. And, and the diseases plus the cancers that came out afterwards. Uh, I think that the people of East Palestine, they deserve better. They deserve the truth. They deserve everything possible from the government. And if, if, they need to re, if they need relocation assistance, then the government should be there to provide that. What is the point of FEMA? What is the point of all of these agencies if you can't help a town like this when it's in need? Why are we paying all this money? Not to mention the money that we're sending overseas. And we'll get up to that later in, in, uh, in the next hour with uh, when we talk about Ukraine. But I wanted to bring on switch gears. So... Reset a little <laughs> Reset. bit there. Reset that a little bit there. But I wanted to bring on Libby Emmons, the editor-in-chief of, of Post Millennial, because she's got a completely insane story for us by way of the UK in a same situ similar situation to how we are treating the most vulnerable in society. Libby Emmons, thank you so much for joining us here on The War Room. Thanks so much, Jack, Tanya. Great to see you guys. So Libby, tell us, what is this story out of the UK? It's in, it, it involves a, a, a sex education class that went completely awry, is that right? Yeah, well, it wasn't just the class that went completely awry. It was the curriculum itself that uh, launched the problem in the first place. This story came to us today at the Postmillennial uh, from Mia Ashton, who is a gender writer at the Postmillennial who wrote this up for us. And yeah, so it's pretty insane. Um, at the Isle of Man, they have a sex ed curriculum that is part of the personal, social, health, and economic curriculum. And part of that program is that in grades seven and eight, they were taught how to masturbate by their teachers. They were taught about anal sex. They were taught the medical mechanics of sex change surgeries. And they were taught by a drag queen that there were 73 genders. They, they had a drag queen. This is in the UK. Wow. They had a drag queen that came into the school. And, and actually yeah, apparently the there was a drag queen in the sex ed class teaching the kids that there were 73 genders. And when one student piped up 
and said that there were not 73 genders. That drag queen um, said that they were uncomfortable and ejected the student from the class. So parents got wind of what was happening. They were concerned to say the least. Their kids were made uncomfortable by it and the parents launched a petition to get an investigation going into this curriculum. Um, and teachers, interestingly, were also uncomfortable uh, about the curriculum and uncomfortable that they had to teach it per the requirements of the educational system. And there was one teacher who it was reported actually said um, to the students to not listen to the lesson at all, to just completely tune it out because they were so uncomfortable at having to teach it and perhaps didn't even agree with the lessons themselves. So we've actually got to the point now with, with this stuff where there are teachers who have reached their breaking point because, you know, this isn't the libs of TikTok type teachers that are going in and mm -hmm. pushing it where they're even saying they have problems with this type of material for little kids. But I want to bring Tanya in for a second here because she heard very something not quite as drastic as that, but something, a similar story out of France. Right. Uh the story came actually from uh, a mom who is currently a refugee uh, with her eight-year-old daughter in France. Refugee from where? Uh, yeah, refugee from Ukraine, sorry. And uh, she's currently in France because um, obviously her husband stayed back in Ukraine. So her daughter, eight-year-old daughter, came home with an assignment um, in her writing class. And the assignment um, asked... Uh, eight-year-old girl, who she wants to be, a boy or a girl. Uh, Mamwa obviously was not very comfortable with the question itself, and um, she took it to the teacher, and she said she doesn't want her kid to be in that class. She um, she does not agree with the, with the with the class, and um, so the teacher ends up taking it to the school board, and the answer that came to mom is truly shocking. Uh, basically, um, she was told that not only she is not allowed to withdraw from the class where eight-year-olds um, are writing an assignment, whether they want to be a girl or a boy, uh, more so she, if she doesn't like the class, she is free to leave the country because in France, the way they educate their kids and uh, the way they present and teach uh, eight-year-olds is this way. And if she doesn't like it, she's free to go back home. So, so wait, wait, wait. They're, <laughs> they're, they're telling the Ukrainian refugee, because Ukraine's a traditional culture. So they're saying that, telling this to a Ukrainian mother, a refugee, who's come back over. Her husband is, is back uh, fighting because men can't leave Ukraine right now because leave, of all this right. going on. So they're back in the martial law. And then his, his daughter, while he's fighting is in France being forced to question whether or not she wants to be a girl or a boy. And if you have a problem with it, France told her to go back to Ukraine. That's correct. This is what's Libby. What is going on? I find that to be rather disturbing as well. And uh, those kinds of lessons are not just in France or in the UK. They are here in the U S in New York City, um, the city council funds drag queen story hours across the city in libraries and all over the place. And it's really rather disturbing to see this, what was once a staple of adult nightlife entertainment. Uh, drag queens have now been essentially canonized as saints in the identitarian religion of the left. And sex ed and gender ideology are the theology that they are 
teaching. Um, and we can see it's really transparent, too, because anytime someone tries to provide Christian lessons, uh, we saw, for example, Kirk Cameron created a book with um, Brave Books, and he was trying to do story hours at libraries that hosted drag queen story hours, and he was denied. They were like, no, we don't want to host anything like that. We disagree with your values. These gender I, that's such a good identity point. I don't think values, anyone has said that before. What? That's that's that no that's I'm sorry that's such a perfect point. I've, I've obviously I saw those Kirk Cameron um, uh, videos as well, and I believe he's doing a national tour. But it, you're, yeah. that's exactly right. That those same bookstores or libraries that wouldn't host Kirk Cameron would also host Drag Queen Store. Libby, stay right there. We're gonna come right back after a break on because I, I don't want to leave the story. The chat is blowing up right now. Fair warning, listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Host Stephen K. Bannon. All right, Jack Posobiec in for Stephen K. Bannon. Steve is fighting the regime. He's off slaying dragons right now. So I am here. Uh, riding co-host with me is, of course, the beautiful and lovely, talented Tanya Tay. Uh, I am also the host of Human Events Daily, so make sure you go and check out Human Events Daily. We are uh, we are your one-stop shop, just about 20 to 25 minutes a day. Uh, we have a motto there, be good, be brief, be gone, so make sure you sign up and subscribe. Human Events Daily on Apple Podcasts. But we were just talking to Libby Emmons and Tanya. You guys were really driving the show, which is great for me because it's a much less work. Um, that you were talking about how they're forcing more and more of these types of classes. They're taking drag queens from, from nightlife and they've, they've brought that to be canonized into this new movement and how the, the congregation is children, uh, kids who, you know, they don't know anything when you're, when you're a kid, you have these, the, as, as Russ used to say, they're, uh, they're lovable skulls full of mush. And so, but, but Tanya, I want to ask you this question before, because you were telling us the story of a Ukrainian refugee in France that you know through your girlfriends that was complaining because she didn't want her daughter to be taught that she's a boy 
and they and she was told, well, if you don't like it, you can go back to Ukraine, which of course calls into question, why are we doing any of this? Uh, if you're bringing Ukrainian children over there and forcing gender ideology on them in places like France and, and the UK and now here in the United States, where are we even asking the question about it? These like re-education for the Ukrainian children uh, into all of this. But it, my question though is, is, look, Ukraine's a traditional society. You're from Eastern Europe. When you were growing up, um, obviously, it's, when you were born, it was the Soviet Union uh, that later collapsed when you were very little. But did you have any of this type of education, this gender stuff, uh, these, as, as Libby was just explaining to us in the last segment, these very graphic depictions of sexual education? Uh, was any of this pushed on you when you were a kid? There's nothing of the sorts when I was growing up. And I think to this day in the parts of the Eastern Europe, uh, whether it's Belarus, Russia, or Ukraine, uh, none of those classes are being pushed on the little minds. None of this craziness is being taught because that's what it is, craziness. If you're a parent, a mom or a dad, no sane adult will take their young child at the age of six, seven, eight, and even, you know, uh, seventh, eighth grade and start showing them this craziness, what's going on. They call it preparing it for adult life. If you want to prepare somebody, teach them how to do their taxes. Tell them the difference between, you know, credit card and debit card. None of that is even uh, being considered to be put on a, a school uh, agenda. Instead, we are teaching our kids the differences, the, all the genders, the, the, how many is it today? Okay, yesterday was 73. Tomorrow when we wake up, it will be 100 new. They just, you know, like a bacteria, they, 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 they come up faster than I could count. Yeah, faster than we've had, uh, <laughs> than we've had permutations. Seriously. Of, uh, like, the, like the latest strain so, of COVID hitting. A normal adult, a mother and a father, cannot possibly look at this and take it as a serious education. And I think whether it's a refugee or a, a citizen in that country. A refugee going through just everything Crazy that crisis already. Losing your country. And, uh, you know, not having anybody to fall on because they don't have a man next to them, you know, defending them because they have to stay behind and fight for the, for the freedoms of the country or ideology. And then here you are with your child trying to figure it all out in, in the, in the crazy world where they're pushing all this on your little child and you're, uh, end up being in the middle of this, not knowing what to say and what's the right thing to do and whether you're a man or a woman anymore. Libby, Libby Emmons, help me explain this. You're talking about canonization, evangelism, proselytization. These are words of the pulpit. These are words of theology. Yes. Yeah. How has this become a theology, and and why? Why would they think that to like like what Tanya is saying? That what happened to her girlfriend's friend? That take someone who's come from the war-torn Eastern Europe, bring them in, and the first thing that they have to teach the kids is gender ideology. Explain this to me. What's driving this? Yeah, so it's really pretty fascinating how this all came about. And I do think that um, this is a kind of cultural, ideological colonization, uh, colonialization, um, colonialism that is being wrought by the West on the rest of the world. It's pretty clear that that's what's going on. You know, um, they ship it out from the U.S. and the West onto other cultures. The left hates the concept of Christian colonialism. 
But now they're so sure that they write, they're right, that they spread this rot and they spread it righteously in the United States and, you know, in the UK um, and in the West. In a lot of cases, what we have done is we have eradicated the soul. We have replaced it with gender. We have destroyed God. We have replaced it with the self. So we worship ourselves. We worship and uh, see sacraments in our own sensations. We have our rite of passage is now coming out, uh, perhaps being trans, declaring yourself queer, taking on a new name, saying, this is how I present myself now as an adult. Be gone with you, childhood. We're moving on now. Um, and they they take on this new um, sense of self. They take on this new gender, me- whatever that may be. And let me here, ask you, know, you. Here we are. Let me ask you a question about that because uh, you, you and I are Catholic. Tanya is Orthodox. Uh, Ukraine is an Eastern Orthodox country. You said the word sacrament just now. Do they view sex change procedures, gender change procedures, as a sacramental act? Um, you know, there is this idea. And I certainly don't want to put words into anyone's mouth, but there is this idea that when you begin transition, you are looking to experience something called gender euphoria, where you find total happiness and fulfillment in the recreation of your body uh, into becoming the opposite sex. So that sounds very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. To perhaps, you know, when we would take a sacrament on Sundays, looking for, you know, a kind of um, reconciliation, a fulfillment in faith. Right, which of course, you know, so like our 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 oldest son is is four, and so every every Sunday when we go to church, you know, he hasn't had his first communion yet, so he's got to do, you know, right, arms on the. You know, across mm-hmm. the arms and the shoulders, and you go up for a blessing, but you can't get the because he's yet to attain the point of uh, right. being able to to understand the importance there's a lot of sacrament. To do he first. has to receive that sacrament, etc. And then he'll go. He has reconciliation. Right, there's, there's quite a bit first. to do, and he's he's on his yeah. way. He's on his way. He's on his way. But so when when you look at it this way, you know, and and <laughs> I have to throw Russian blood again, but he used to say that abortion is a sacrament of the left, and I don't know if he, you know, obviously if he were still with us today. Uh, I think he'd be looking at this and seeing it as a neo-pagan religion. That's certainly what it is. And I think that they have indeed come up with a new sacrament. And it's similar yes. to, you know, we saw the child sacrifice, of course. You, by the way, you mentioned uh, Christian colonialism. Of course, child sacrifice was one of the first things that the Christians stopped everywhere that they were yes. going in the world. Fully. But we're now, so we, we've had, we've certainly seen that with, with abortion, but now we're kind of seeing... Again, the targeting of children with this type of yes. stuff, aren't we? Yeah, we are seeing the targeting of children. And if you look, actually, there are some 45 books. Again, Mia Ashton did this research for us at Postmillennial. There are some 45 books that are targeted specifically to very young children and students to encourage them to explore their gender identity. You will not see books coming into grade schools talking about, you know, Abraham and Isaac. You're not going to see that. Instead, you're going to see this stuff about how boys can feel like girls on the inside, 
which we have to take on faith because at no point does anyone offer a definition or an explanation as to what it means to feel like a boy on the inside or feel like a girl on the inside. Instead, what are used are these markers of, you know, essentially stereotypical, traditionally stereotypical trappings of gender that we have seen. So if a boy likes pink, all of a sudden, perhaps he is really a girl. If a girl likes trucks, Perhaps all of a sudden she is actually really a boy. And because we have the school system chock full of educators who have undergone this kind of training in their graduate programs at teachers college, uh, library schools and elsewhere. And we have them believing that if parents do not go along with social transitions, that is a kind of abuse. You have teachers talking secretly to little students about these kinds of things. Um, and in many parts of the US, those teachers are not obligated to discuss with parents when the children say, oh, actually I'm really a boy or really a girl. These are impressionable kids. And of course, what we need to be doing is teaching them to trust their bodies. We need to teach them that you know, sex and sexual relations is something that is sacred between a man and a woman who are in love and married. We should not be teaching that abortion and pregnancy are unwanted consequences to fulfilling our desires. We should instead be teaching that these are beautiful gifts of life that belong in a relationship, that belong with loving loving people, you know, that's what's really important. We don't see discussions of love and monogamy in these kinds of conversations. Instead, we see all of this, you know, fulfillment of sensation and desire. It's very whimsical and it doesn't actually make any sense when we talk to and we hear well, um, from people who have gone through it and then detransitioned. They speak about, um, you know, how they were seeking a euphoria and it never arrived. But I want to throw out there as well that there is an economic angle to this. And this is why a lot mm -hmm. of the Chamber of Commerce type Republicans do not want to speak out against this. Well, they'll be unwilling to sign whether it's, you know, the NCAA is coming in or uh, the university system because they know that big pharma wants to get you in that pipeline as early as possible. Mm -hmm. Why? Because insurance isn't covering this yet. And maybe at some point it will. I think that's going to be the next shoe that drops, by the way. In some you cases already it heard is. some rumblings yeah. from from Levin, from some of the state governments about talking about making forcing insurance companies to cover this. Why? Because Biden pharma wants sees to do that another himself. cash cow. Mm -hmm. What is he Yeah, saying? and Biden Biden wants to do that as well. He has talked about how it's important for the Department of Health and Human Services with his transgender diversity hire, Rachel Levine, to tell insurance companies that they really ought to be covering this stuff because it saves lives. It does not save lives. It mutilates people. It destroys their sexual function and their fertility. And it's being pushed on kids. And we see that repeatedly from this administration. And they stand up there and tell Just parents to affirm their out kids. Of time. It's absolutely insane. Thank you. We're we're just about out of time. Where can people go to find more of the Libby Emmons rants that we all know and love? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Libby Emmons, and you can see what we're doing at thepostmillennial.com, and we have some great work up at humanevents.com as well. Fantastic. Absolutely, we do. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, dear, let me ask you a question, sweetheart, darling. What would happen, do you, do you say, if you found out that, that 
you know, for Jack Jack or AJ that one of their teachers was going to them and showing them images like that in school and telling them that they can be a girl and all this, all this other business? What, what, what would your reaction be? Should there be a reaction? You know, kidding, kidding, of course. First of all, parents, please, all the mothers and fathers who are watching this, make sure you educate your kids before they go in into kindergarten. It seems like you need to educate yeah. them even before kindergarten now, where some stranger will tell them that maybe they are a girl. Tell them, no, son, you are a boy. Come home Daughter, you are a girl. This is how you on. were born, and this is who you are. And report it, and report it, and then leak it to us <laughs> so we can get it out there. <laughs> All right, coming up, we're going to talk about a new way to fight back with our wallets. Stay tuned. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters sq.com, and download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free, so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. All right, Jack Pasovic here in the War Room. Remember, it's MyPillow.com promo code War Room. That's right, promo code War Room. There may be some other promo codes out there, but for today, we're saying promo code War Room. That's right. And we're definitely not saying promo code that, up, uh, up, uh, cannot uh, say that. There's no Sorry, pillow fights uh, in the war room. No pillow <laughs> no, fights in the war room. Oh, I was, I was really no, hoping no, for that one. No, not today. Not today. <sighs> but speaking of, look, we need to have a digital revolution and we need to have a digital marketplace because people need to understand that the big businesses are totally in bed with China. Big business, Wall Street, Chamber of Commerce, Republicans, they're all in bed with China. They're all in bed with people who hate us. They're funding a lot of these ideologies that we just talked about in the last segment. And I've got huge news. We've got to bring on Michael Seifert here from Public Square. The massive breaking news that Public Square is going public in a two. 
$500 million deal, not, by the way, just with a list. It's an entire marketplace. Michael, tell us what is going on, all the huge news out of Public Square. Thanks for asking, Jack, and good to see you, Tanya. By the way, I have to say it was very humble of you to forego your existing promo code uh, for my pillow to adopt the war room. That's brilliant. So I'm going to go order uh, some more. Uh, 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 <laughs> we're, we're in the war room. We're in the war yeah, room. I, I love it. Pillow fight will be after the war room. I will pay yeah. respect. I will pay yeah. respect. To, I, I, oh, I nothing but respect for the pillow. war room. Yeah, I need a new my pillow, so I'll use that promo code tonight. But uh, hey, thanks for asking. It is a big day. Some say some say that the pillows are get fluffier depending on which promo code you use. I'm just saying. <laughs> Only one well, way to I, find out. But tell us, yeah. tell us what's going on in Public Square. Well, it's a big day, Jack. I appreciate you asking. It's been an amazing road for us. We launched Nationwide eight months ago, and since then, we've become the largest directory ever to exist, a network of patriotic consumers and businesses alike that are driven to change the country with the power of commerce. Ultimately, the only way we win in the long run is if we use commerce, people's money, and we use it to shift the power structures of society back toward we the people. So the big news today is that we're taking that to a whole nother scale. We are going public with an incredible partner in a SPAC deal. Uh, the company that's currently public on the New York Stock Exchange is called Columbia. CLBR is their ticker. And it's a great team. We're honored to partner with them. The real inspiration for going public here, Jack, we are a company by the people, for the people. And now we get to be owned by we the people. We actually want to democratize the capital markets. We want to push back against the woke corporations. We want to bring the values of America first enterprise back to Wall Street, representing Main Street in the process. And I'm really grateful. The, the highway is wide open for us. The doors continue to open. The type of people that have come around this mission to support it and bring it to fruition is something I never could have dreamed of. And we are just getting started. Look, this is what people need to understand. And by the way, if you are a business out there, you need to go to Public Square right now, list your business within the sound of my voice. Because look, uh, you know, I've got sponsors on Human Events Daily. War Room's got sponsors. We've got so many sponsors out there. But it's confusing to be able to go to want to be able to say, okay, which one was I supposed to get? What was the thing? This this sponsor, that sponsor, what was it? Look, Public Square creates the one-stop shop where it's like the conservative Craigslist, but actually more than that, where you can just go and find exactly what you need and you don't have to be re you remembering hundreds and hundreds of websites because like, like, sweetheart, for example, right? Wouldn't it be easier for you if you just had one place where you could go because you know, right, what we need as a family, but wouldn't you also like to be supporting the movement and supporting things that are helping make America uh, go back to what it needs to be. For all the moms out there who all, uh, juggle so many things on a daily basis, starting from husbands and just kids and uh, all the uh, responsibilities around the house, that's one-stop shopping would definitely make life easier. And if you say the word easier, more efficient, faster, I'm all for it. So, Mike, how can well, Public Square help a mom like Tanya, who's got a husband like me, who's, you know, obviously <laughs> perfect, but also, you know, a couple of kids that I'm telling you, I, I don't know what powers these kids, but uh, they are up from like morning to night, literally running laps around the house. Uh, how can you help a mom like Tanya? Well, what's very cool, Tanya, is that the most common consumer in our marketplace is a young 
a young mom that is driven by her values, that wants to change the country with the power of her wallet, that recognizes the next generation is on the line. So unless she stands up and pushes back, our country will be lost and thus the next generation will be lost. My wife and I just had our first little girl four months ago, and it's been the journey of a lifetime already. Congratulations. And my wife has a whole... Thank you. Thank you. My wife has this whole new drive because she recognizes the next generation's on the line. Young moms make the majority of purchases in the household every day, over 70% of the purchases. And so we provide a solution where if you head to publicsq.com, you can sign up for free. It takes less than two minutes. And you can browse from lots of different categories, both online and in your local community. So whether you're looking for a new coffee shop or you're looking for a new bank or you're looking for a new makeup line or you're looking for a new gun manufacturer, we have businesses from all different industries that will provide you one thing, the blessed assurance that you are getting high quality products and services from people that do not hate you. And what's very neat is that a majority of the businesses on the platform will actually give you discounts for going there. So you can receive incentive for spending money in alignment with your values. What's the last thing I'll mention that's very cool is that this is so much deeper than just politics. If we want to save the country, it takes way more than an election that goes in our favor. It takes the day-to-day -day actions that create concrete, lasting, yes. legacy-focused change. And the best way we can do that I love it. is by making sure that the power structures of society are in the hands of we the people and the small businesses that empower them. Look, people need to understand Sold. this. This is a a spiritual battle, and we yep. can fight this in spirit. We can fight this with prayer, and now we are going to fight this with action, economic action. It's actually a form of economic warfare. Michael Seifert, where can people go? To, obviously, it's publicsquare.com, publicsq.com. Uh, where can people go to find more information from you directly? Yeah, publicsq.com is the best place to go for our company. Uh, for me personally, you can follow me on Twitter, at RealMichaelSype, on True Social as well, and Instagram. It's been a blast to talk to you guys. I hope you can join us on the journey, and we'll look forward to giving you updates soon. God bless, Michael. All right, stay tuned because we have a huge update on polls from Richard Barris coming up next. War Room Battleground continues. We're going to talk Ukraine. Stay tuned. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key 
to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 